0: Welcome to another episode of Adding Up the Podcast. I'm your host Serena Ryan. This episode is, well, a little confronting, but I'm going to go there anyway. I feel like this is confession time for me. I realize how important it is to talk about when I fall off the wagon. I am determined that Adding Up the Podcast is about my financial journey, which includes my successes and my failures, my slip-ups, my learnings. And this episode is very much focusing on the here and now and where, I don't know if I could say I fell off the wagon, but it's more I've slowed the wagon down. And to give context on that, I have talked about in previous episodes about the challenges of changes in routine and sticking to budget and working really hard to make that happen. I realized that with the changes in routine and then finally getting back on deck, back home and into what I'd call our usual routine, I realized I had allowed a few little old habits to creep in. Initially, They didn't look that big. It's reminding me of when I was going through my weight loss journey. For those of you who don't know, and I think I've mentioned it in this podcast before, but I may not have. I am someone who has had a lifelong challenge with weight. 20 years ago, I decided to join Weight Watchers and lose weight. I wish it was that simple and easy to say that. It actually took me seven attempts to successfully lose the weight I needed to, to be able to get to what we call lifetime membership. What that means is you start, you go on the program and it sets you up with a healthy eating plan, which I think is fantastic. You eat healthily and the expectation is when you're eating healthily and putting some daily activity into your day. And... You lose around a half a kilo, which is around a pound to two pounds a week. So half a kilo to about a kilo, one to two pounds. And that's decent and consistent. Life often throws curveballs and routines can be great. But when many of our celebrations are around food, for example, if you celebrate Christmas or any other religious holidays, There's usually a lot of food involved in those. Christmas is a big thing here for us. Usually Christmas and end of year parties, they kind of come into the play as well. You know, celebrations, end of year, New Year's, New Year parties can be massive and have been massive for me. So what would happen is I would join Weight Watchers, didn't matter really what time of year I joined because Easter is also really big. and Easter, there's a lot of chocolate exchanged, a lot of chocolate Easter eggs at Easter time. What we find is that things would go fantastic. Oh, and of course, it's not even religious holidays, it's weddings or any kind of birthday party as well. Basically, any kind of celebration that we'd have in our life revolved around lots of eating and food. And why I bring this up is that those things interrupted the usual routine. And what would happen is, and why it took me seven times to lose the weight, was I'd go fantastic for several weeks and be consistently losing weight, be on track, and then a big celebration would hit. And I would struggle to stick to my new habits because this celebration didn't fit into the pattern that I had, and I wasn't equipped to go, well, how do I deal with this situation? Because it's not really whilst I would have many of these celebrations. I was struggling to fit my new habits into this celebration. I hadn't planned enough for it. I wasn't strong willed enough to stick to it. That in itself, I think is a discovery as I'm finding, as I'm even recording this podcast, if I'm not connected to it strongly enough, I won't hold on to the new habits. Ouch. That hurts. But I like the discovery. So for me, why I bring this up is that I found myself after spending most of September, from the 4th to the 26th of September, on the road for work, getting home for one day. I got home on the Thursday night. The Friday was the last day of school term. And then there were two weeks of school holidays, which changed my routine whilst I still work. I do a lot of my work early before the kids wake up. I'm up at 4.30 a.m. to work. And then when they wake up from, say, 6.30 to 9.30, was normally time I'd get the kids ready and get them to school on a school day. And then I'd work. School holidays hit after being away for so long. I made doubly sure I could get a lot of work fitted in super early and not so much middle of the day. And then when they're in bed i'd work for a couple of hours in the evening changing that routine meant that on the days they were with me in the school holidays in that first week we're going out doing activities and that meant a strain on the finances at the time i didn't see the flashbacks to my weight loss challenges and the changes in routines but I was feeling a little drained, exhausted, because I'd had already nearly the whole month of September adapting to a change in routine and managing the finances. And I started going, well, instead of doing the usual planning I was doing for every pay cycle that we have, I was going, oh, look, this is a special occasion. I was feeling a bit of guilt and not wanting to disappoint the kids, I want to take them out. So I was, you know, how can I put this bluntly, going into our financial reserves to be able to take the kids out. The cool thing for me that I'm proud of and I have to take stock as I say this, is that none of this was being done on a credit card and my previous default mode was to go to credit card. But what I was doing, was eroding our savings that I was working really hard for 12 months to save up and using that instead of finding other things to do that didn't cost money it's little things this isn't anything big this is a couple of dollars here a couple of dollars there it was you know a couple of dollars to be able to buy a, even like this is the crazy thing it may seem so little in Australia we have a lollipop here called a chubba chub a chubba chub is 60 cents and I wouldn't normally be buying them but it's not to say I wouldn't buy my kids treats the point was I was instead of using the money we had allocated I was dipping in a little bit to the reserves because that was over and above what I'd already allocated. I feel like I was doing okay, comfortable, but eroding a little bit from the reserves. The challenge out of this is not that it's actually that bad because now I've got everything back in check. Money is back on track. And there's a couple of things I'm going to mention in this podcast, so keep listening if you're interested and challenged by this. And what I'll be sharing is what I've done to get myself back on track again and reinvigorated with motivation to continue on this path to becoming debt-free, building up our financial reserves and being financially independent. If anything, what I want to focus on is the downward spiral that can come from feeling like you've fallen off the wagon, or in this case, I feel like I've at least slowed the wagon down. And the feeling can be one of failure and that it's not working anymore what i've done previously when it came to my weight was just go well i've gone this far now whatever and literally not just fall off the wagon like jump just completely jump off the wagon and the equivalent when it came to weight would be eating baked cheesecake and maybe some ice cream and quite a sweet tooth. I would just go and enjoy all those foods that I had put on a blacklist. And the temptation for me was to go, well, let's just let go of the budget. We were doing okay before I tried so hard to start paying down credit. We've got money there. I don't need to be so disciplined. I had to stop myself and go, well, hang on a minute. Step one, the best thing I ever did was to start this podcast for accountability purposes. I'm accountable to myself and anyone who is listening. And more than anything, the accountability of knowing this podcast is public. is There's no way I'm not going to record this podcast weekly. And there's no way I'm not going to hold myself accountable for all my actions regarding money. And pulling myself back in check here. I'm actually doing all right. We've been doing amazing things moving forward, going from strength to strength. And really, this is a blip on the radar. And I had to catch myself. One of the beautiful things that helped me when I finally, after seven times, was able to lose the weight completely and release myself from being so down on myself, was going, it's okay. It's okay. It's actually a part of life to have curveballs. It's part of life for routine to consistently change. You may have heard one of those sayings, The only constant in our life is change. Change is good. Change enables things to be different. And particularly if we're looking for a different way of things to be, we should be embracing change. Change allows opportunity to come. If things always stayed the same, we would not have new opportunities. And I love that. Embracing the opportunity to learn that, you know, I wasn't really happy with the fact our bank accounts had gone a little low. I could change that. And week one, back in middle of October 2018, 12 months ago, the way I got us on track initially was to operate on a cash budget. And the cash budget enabled me to not overspend. That was the beauty of it. A cash budget meant that I withdrew the money that we needed and then had no access to cards to do any impulse purchases or just in case. Because it's amazing when you've got accessibility to spend the money, how easy it is to spend it. It is incredibly easy. And I speak from experience when I say this. Some advice I gave a family member, what you do is any purchase you do, any purchase, when you spend that money, what you do is you give up the opportunity to spend it on anything else. So, what you're saying is the priority is that is the most important thing for you right here and now. You're essentially giving up the ability to spend that money in the future. And for me, that has actually stuck more with me. I, I hope it stuck with the family member as well. But for me, it's really rung very strongly in my ears from the moment I said it and reminded myself of it just over a week ago because I gave myself a wake-up call. Every time I spend the money now, I miss the opportunity of spending it in the future. And if I do that, that is it's, – it's like cutting off my future at the knees. I know what I want I want in 10 years time to have an active choice when, where and how I work and where I live. And I want to be completely debt free to enable that. And at the moment I am blessed with the opportunity to love the work I do and to work flexibly. So I have many of the things I already want, but I also have financial obligations, which mean I'm obligated to work. So, Removing that obligation, it's it's an interesting thing because I can easily fall into this pattern of because I enjoy the work I do and how I work, that I can feel comfortable and therefore be very relaxed with how I spend my money. And when I fall into that trap, that also means that I will have to continuously work to pay the debt and that puts me in a situation of not being comfortable and I have to remind myself to get out of that because ongoing the challenge, the classic challenge I've had this week is I you may hear I'm a tad nasally, got a sinus infection and the pressure for me to still work was there because of financial obligation. And taking a step back from that, it'd be nice to go, well, actually I don't need to work. And yes, I do have a small team that supports me. However there is still a requirement that I need to continuously work to help support the team and the team supports me. And whilst I could step out of a lot of day-to-day work this week to recover, it meant that I didn't fully disconnect knowing what needed to come next work-wise. It's important to go, well, how do we really tie ourselves to what we want so strongly that enables us to, when we stumble or feel like we're starting to fall off the wagon, write ourselves and come back into clear focus of why we want to do what we want to do. For me, going back to a cash budget was like going back to day one and going, okay, here's me hitting the reset button. By hitting the reset button, it enables me to give myself a clean slate, dust myself off and go, it's okay. This is okay. Instead of it becoming a big thing that needs to be you know, digging myself out of a hole, it means it's no longer a big deal. Knowing that I'm back on track this week, it's like a weight has been lifted and I get excited knowing the money is being allocated into the right places. There's a cash budget, so there's no accidental impulse purchasing happening. Much the same as there's when I think of the times where I was watching what I ate, the consequences were different, but they would show up in the same way. If I was impulse eating, I wouldn't be losing weight. And that's like just slowing down the progress of getting to the end goal. So if I can not do the impulse spending, then we speed up getting to the goal that we really want. My main hope for anyone listening to this podcast this particular episode of adding up is that you are kinder to yourself. Everyone has slip ups. And when it becomes something of a financial nature, instead of freaking out about it, my hope is you go, oh, all right. The biggest gift I can give myself right now is to congratulate myself on the awareness that I've stuffed up. And now how can I fix that? And fixing that may be remembering something that you've done that was what you were doing when things went well with your finances. Such as for me, it's working on a cash budget and working also with money bags, being able to allocate money into certain actual physical plastic bags of going, right, that is money for entertainment. That is money for groceries. That is money for utilities. I always have one for coffee because coffee is important in my life it's figuring out exactly allocating the money and only using the money for that. It enables you to have the ability to keep money in your bank. There's a saying I heard this week and it's like money not spent is money is, is equivalent to money earned. I, I liked the concept around that. So if you've got the ability to save money, that is also the ability to earn it as well and keep it. Like it's more valuable to find ways to save it and hold on to it. I really feel like if you are struggling, it is also knowing that it's not about you being hard on yourself. I think it was was last week's episode. I talked about the value of the 1% rule. Knowing that you can do one thing and do it really well when it comes to your money, That will give you the confidence to move on to something else and be confident with that. If I'm looking for how else you could gain support, obviously the intention of this podcast is to give you support knowing you're not alone with financial struggles. But it's also something to consider if you're seeking advice from professionals around this. Because for me, this is purely me sharing my lived experience. If you're going to a professional and asking them for help and support on what else you could do with feeling if your finances were out of control, it's about asking them, how can you be more efficient with the money that you have and questioning them if they are wanting to charge you. It's also knowing that if they're giving you advice, that it's actually okay if you are not understanding what they're saying to keep asking them questions until you understand. And if you find you don't understand them after you keep asking for them to explain it in a way that you do understand, I also want you to consider that some people you don't connect with doesn't mean that they are a bad book, doesn't mean that they're a bad person at all. It just means that you don't connect with them. And know that when it comes to something like financial advice, What is super important is that you actually connect with the person and you understand them. Yes, their qualifications are important. Don't dispute that whatsoever. But it's also that you are connecting with the person. It's not one or the other. Not all financial advisors are meant to be your financial advisor. You've got to find one that you connect with, you understand, and that they understand you. I would also go as far to say that they care about you as well for you to get a feel of that if it doesn't feel right for you don't be afraid to go and talk to several others until you find one that you strongly connect with and if you find you're not connecting with them and understanding them that connection I believe and understanding come together quite strongly then it doesn't hurt for you to go and find one that you strongly connect with because what happens is if you don't connect with them and if you don't feel that they're actually working with you. You can be in a situation of not fully understanding your own finances and connecting strongly enough with them. And that can put you in a situation where you miss opportunities and you don't value your own financial circumstances. And I find that to be really sad. Missing opportunities is something that your financial future is too important. It's not about you dismissing the fact, oh, I don't understand numbers. I can say with certainty as well, That was me at some point and it is something that I still struggle with every day. But tying what I want, and this comes back to how many times I'd failed previously with my weight loss and also me getting back on track and talking about a reset in this episode is also knowing for me to achieve my long-term goal, I have to be super strong in connecting with why I want the goal. Remind yourself of why you want the goal. Financial independence is about you having freedom and choice to do whatever you want. A lovely chartered accountant who's a client said to me that debt is slavery. And what they were demonstrating a point on was that while you have debt, you have obligation to that debt to repay it. So you are tied to it. Knowing. That puts me in a context of going, right, if people want true freedom and true freedom for their life, it is about knowing how strongly do you want to be free. And rather than trying to go for escapism and wanting a holiday that you would pay for with a credit card or a personal loan, instead go, how can I have that? and be debt-free because true freedom is not a holiday paid on credit. True freedom is being able to do whatever you want, however you want with your own money, not someone else's, not a bank's, not a credit cards or anyone tying ourselves to our dreams instead of our debt. That caused me to have a reset, having that awareness. And that is this week's episode. Allow yourself freedom from debt. Question those giving you advice. And that starts with questioning yourself. Be determined on what you want. And be kind to yourself when you struggle. Because getting in control of your debt and your habits, it's like forming new habits. And new habits can take a while to form. And if you let go of them for a little while, you can easily get them back by having a reset.